This is CouncilCast, part of the Legal Talk Network, and I'm your host, Karen Conroy. When you face a complex case outside your expertise, you bring in a co-counsel for next-level results. When you want to engage, expand, and elevate your firm, you bring in a marketing co-counsel. In this podcast, I bring in marketing experts who each answer one big question to help your firm achieve more. Here's today's guest. Hey, everybody. I'm Paul Counts here, and I'm alongside with... Shreya Banerjee. And we're the co-founders of Marketing Counts, a digital marketing agency. And we're so excited to talk all about marketing and how you can get free organic traffic from Google. Awesome. I'm excited to have my first dual guest. So it's going to be fun on the clips to have both of you guys in the show and have, you know, a nice, more well-balanced conversation where it's not just you know, to me and one other person. This is going to be great. <laughs> Thank you for being here to begin with. And I know that we're, this is going to be a great conversation. We started talking about this for a minute ahead of time. And I know this is, comes up all the time with my clients. And so, like you said, today's big question is how to get free traffic from Google. So it sounds a little clickbaity. You know, it sounds like, oh, I'm not sure. Like that, you know, that doesn't sound like, you know, what everyone else is telling you in terms of like, you need to be spending tens of thousands of dollars on pay-per-click. But I've had these conversations over and over in the last, I'd say, couple years, especially talking about focused on local and all of this good stuff. So that's where we're going to get started. So who wants to open it up? Who wants to start talking about, first of all, what are we even talking about free traffic from Google? Yeah. So one of our favorite things we love to teach is and talk about is that we're not we're not going to talk about the hottest, latest trends. You know, what we like to joke about is we're going to talk about the not so hot marketing trends because we focus <laughs> yeah, on what we're not, we're not flashy. Works, right? We're not flashy. <laughs> we're not flashy. And unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to say it, we're just not flashy. But it works. What we do works. It has worked for many, many years and it's going to continue yeah. to work. So you're not like bedazzling your proposals and putting all the bling. And I think that's that's important because uh, a lot of that bling and flashiness is just smoke and mirrors is, you know, another way of saying like, okay, we're just going to talk about all of these terms that are going to go way over your head and you're not going to even understand it, but it sounds important. So maybe we should just throw money at it. So tell me, what is this that we're talking about? And then how does it work? Yeah, so we're talking about Google business profiles or whatever Google decides to call it. Yeah, these they days. just they changed seem to it. Change the name. Yeah, they the, just changed yeah, the name. It used to be called uh, Google, yeah, My was Google My Business. So you might be familiar with that, and right? Google business profile, but irregardless, once they decide, and it used to be Google Maps before that, so it always changes, right? So it's always transitioning. But the, the main thing is, is that you can get a profile on Google. Now, a lot of you listening probably already have this, hopefully. but there's so many little nuances. Yeah, hopefully, right? If you don't, definitely get one. But there's so many different nuances. I mean, we just had a client, like we just got the notification that, you know, over 20,000 free visitors from Google business, right? Like that's a lot of visitors. And guess what? It didn't cost them a single penny. And that's why we love this form of marketing because, you know, Karin, as you can you know, reference with, with attorneys, it is very expensive to run paid ads, right? It's the most expensive. I think if it's not the most expensive, it's one of the top, um, most competitive, most expensive keywords that are out there. So if, if you can avoid playing that game and just throwing money into the fire with that, then you should. And this is the way to do it. So what used to be called Google My Business, now called Google 
business profile, whatever this thing is, it's about having your little profile account thing on Google. And then how are you guys working with your clients to kind of keep that at the top of the map pack and the top of the results and all of that stuff? And how does how does that work? You have to keep it updated. That's one of the biggest things. Lots of people say, you know, one time it's done, that's it. Uh, way to keep it up is to get reviews from your clients and then also get updates, post pictures, post, even if it's not for somebody to look at, you know, for one of your clients to look at, it's for Google to see that, okay, this place is updated. The business is updating their profiles. So if you keep it updated and have all the fields filled out, chances are you're going to be up there, one of the top three showing up on Google. Yeah. One, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I was going to ask for more clarification on the post updates, because I know what we do on our end, but what does that mean for, for you guys? Yeah, so for us, there's the update feature. So if you're looking at Google, at a Google business profile in the back end, the back uh, side from Google, there's a section right below it that says updates, like literally post updates. And it's like the second field. Well, Google puts that there for a reason because they're trying to encourage you to use it. But 90 some percent of people, I mean, a crazy amount of people never touch it. And what that is, is like, if you're going to go out there and make a Facebook post or an Instagram post, you might as well just make a very quick post like, hey, come on into our office today. We've got a special going on or here's a picture of our office dog or whatever the case is, put it in there because what ends up happening is if somebody's looking at another attorney's profile and that's you know a competitor of yours, they're going to see, oh, businesses like yours also just said this. And so it's so critical to have those updates and so few people do it. I don't care what kind of business you are, you need to update with those types of things. And Shreya referenced another, the importance of updates, right? And another really good one is the COVID update right now. A lot of businesses are, are missing that and Google has made that a priority because they're going to prioritize a business based on the COVID update. So even stuff like, you know, we clean the door handles, like whatever you want to say, whatever your COVID policy is, say something. Yeah, a lot of firms are offering, you know, they're just putting it in a little notice saying, you know, obviously we care about your health and blah, blah, blah. And we offer Zoom meetings if you want it. And that's really all you need to do to have just basically a notice. And that matters. It's an update. It refreshes it. Google cares. A lot of what we do with our clients in terms of those updates is just when you are creating blog posts, which you should be doing anyway, is putting those blog posts on Google as well. And there are, we use software where when we have one blog post, it goes out to all of the different social media. And that includes the Google, you know, it used to be Google Plus or whatever. What do we want to call this? Just Google. Let's just call it Google. <laughs> it goes out to Google at the same Google. time. So it literally is no extra effort. You've already got the blog post. You're putting it onto your social. Just find software that allows you to also include Google in your posting and it goes out there and then Google, you know, gives you a little pat on the back for it. Yeah. And, and you're one of the few people doing that. That's that's the Exactly, which is part. ridiculous. Exactly. Like everybody should be doing that. It gives you the biggest bang for the buck, even though it doesn't cost you anything, you know, compared to posting on social media, you're going to get more action driven because anytime someone's searching for you, they're not going to go to social media and search for you. They're going to go to Google and search for you. So when you have that updated, you're going to get the biggest bang for the buck. 
I love that point. Sorry, just real quick. That point Trey just made about the biggest bang for your buck is so many of our clients that we work with, they think the money's in social media because that's what sounds cool. So they think I'm going to make an Instagram post and it's going to drive me all these clients. Your clients are not on Instagram. Just as Shreya just said, they are on Google. They are searching for attorney in Los Angeles, California, attorney, Seattle, Washington, attorney, Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's what they're searching for. They're not going to Instagram going, you know, I hope I stumble across an attorney today. And so like people need to get that out of their system and you're going to get a lot more quality visitors if you make your updates. If, if I had to say get rid of any kind of marketing, I would say, especially for attorneys, do away with your social media. I know a lot of people just went, <gasps> you know, but that's not where your audience is hanging out. The people who just went <gasps> or the are the social ones. media yeah. managers. <laughs> They're like, right. you're putting me on my job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I feel like when I usually recommend social media, it's uh, for firms that are doing unique things. They have a unique approach or they've got some nice video and some good content. And it really is a supporting piece of marketing. It is not, you know, when you look at that marketing funnel, you should be doing things at different points of the funnel, the broad, the media, you know, and this is the broad base throwing a wide net out to be top of mind. And that's it. Like that is your goal. It is not conversion. Conversion happens way farther down and that needs to happen on your website. And that's where people are searching through Google. So Shreya, a minute ago, you were talking also about reviews. And this is a place where a lot of clients get a little, uh, you know, I feeling uncomfortable. And like, how do you, do you guys have a system for that or a process or, or what do you, what do you say to people who either don't have very many reviews or they're not sure about it or, you know, how, how do they get better reviews? Just by asking. And I know you just said that you feel uncomfortable asking, but there, what happens a lot of times is, you know, you ask people and say, hey, go to Google, find this place. And it's, it's a messy process, but there is a way in the back and the back end of the Google to get a direct link to to your review directly. So a lot of times you just click on that and it takes you directly to that review spot, which lowers down a lot of, you know, hustling or like trying to look for stuff. So it makes it easier for the person who's giving the review to actually do it. So whether you're doing email follow-ups or giving them a text, I went to the dentist today and I got a text, you know, saying, hey, thanks for stopping by and make sure you give us a review. So no different from, you know, from a lawyer's office. Hey, thanks for stopping by. We would love to know how our service was and how your visit was or consultation was, right? So just through that, because you have to start that engagement piece with your customers anyway, if you want to continue that bond rate. So through that engagement process, exactly, through that engagement process. We actually had insurance agent did this really well, and they actually got their office involved, and they actually put a $50 gas card on the line for their office assistants and basically said, whoever gets the most reviews from past clients, now again, they were not rewarding the reviewers. You cannot do that. That's against the terms. But they basically gave a little incentive for the office members to say, hey, who gets the most reviews? Who can get the most reviews emailing our past clients? This person went from 16 reviews up to over 100 in like three, four months. You know, over time, they did it, you know, staggered it like they should have. But it was amazing how, and they were all like five-star. The only four-star review they got was from one of their team members <laughs> who didn't want to make it a five-star <laughs> review. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> they, to make it look authentic. Well, like, no. 
Don't ask your team. Right. <laughs> Don't do that. that. In a second, but for at first when you started saying the fifty dollar gift card, I was I was gonna get I was getting worried for a second because I know you can't offer, especially as an attorney, you cannot offer, especially a monetary kind of reward to your clients for a review. But that's a genius Correct. way of kind of getting around it is to get your staff members and the people in your office, you can for sure give them a reward for getting those reviews. So that's a nice, clever way of giving a reward and giving them that incentive without, while staying like legal, you know. Staying compliant, yeah, right, yeah. Exactly, right. And, and, right, and it's also against, not only is it not okay for lawyers, it's definitely not okay for Google too, because Google's against that too, right? Because you can't pay for reviews. Right. For anybody, yeah. any business. So it's- um, However, Amazon seems to be okay with it because Amazon reviews we've all seen like their reviews are getting so suspect (laughs) and you can see in there where they'll say I have been compensated for this review and it's like come on you know that degrades your entire review process like why would you do that big time yeah big time so speaking of the the trustworthiness of the review process going back to what you were saying a minute ago about that four-star review I have read things where if all of your reviews are five stars, people don't believe it. So you actually, it's probably a good thing that that, was it an insurance company? It was an employee, yeah, one of their employees left a four star and their logic was they didn't want to make it look real. But it's true. It, it makes the it makes the account look more authentic by having at least one that's not five star or especially if you have one that's negative and especially lawyers. I mean, who's not going to have a legal case where the opposing person is going to go on and make some, you know, claims and be mad about it. And so, of course, the the key that I always talk to my clients about is having the right response. And as long as you have a, a good response and are professional and, you know, kind of call them out without totally calling them out, then it really doesn't degrade your account. And it's also part of the update thing. It shows Google that you're alive and well, you know, so like if you want to respond to those sooner than later. So if you get that, you want to respond within 24 hours if you can help it because that shows that even if it's on a weekend, like that shows that you're alive and well, it shows your business is in good standing, which is going to help drive you forward. All these little things trigger the algorithm in, in your favor. All right, so go to go back to the big question, I mean, why is this profile Google thing, why does that directly relate to getting all this free traffic? It's at the top of the Google search results. So that's that's one of the big reasons. I mean, it's we talk about the Google three pack. It's just the way we say it. I mean, everybody's got a different term for it, right? People strive for the six pack. We strive for the three pack, you know. So that's <laughs> that's where you can get Google ads, Google SEO, and your um, Google My Business, Google profile now. And so it's at the top. And that's one of the most important parts. And it's also the buyer intent. So if you think about it, that when someone's searching for it, they're actually looking for your service. So if you are there, they're most likely to call you. So, I mean, playing devil's advocate for a minute, why why does Google allow for this free stuff when they've got the pay-per-click sitting right there? Doesn't it seem kind of crazy that Google is sort of cannibalizing their own sales? No one does it because it's old. It's been there. It works, but it's old school. People want new stuff, right? They want the latest and the greatest. So no one and does it's it. work. Yes, it does take work. Yeah, it takes work. And the other factor that we see is that Google upsells you inside there, right? So when you're inside your Google profile, they do the one thing that we caution businesses against, which is they tell you, oh, hey, purchase your clicks through here. And it's just a simple like process. But basically, I kind of liken it to a 
calculator with huge numbers, you know, like it's basically the easiest way to set up your, your ads, but it's the absolute worst way. Cause you're going to pay $20 a click there rather than $10 a click or less, hopefully $5 click a dollar click inside actual Google ad setup. So they monetize that really well because they make it extremely easy. And so inside there's that upsell feature. And then they also have inside Google My Business, the Google Sites, which is a page you could create. And then you're kind of stuck. And then they upsell you there for a monthly fee. So like they have upsell. So that's probably one of the other reasons that Google's like, hey, use this because they know their numbers and they're going to get a certain number of people to upsell. So and they don't need your $20. They've got lots of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So have you guys had much experience then with the Google, the local service ads with any of your clients with tying that into their profile? Some minimal. So like I said, the gen- generally speaking, when we get better results, it's not really driving the straight traffic right to their Google My Business profile. It's actually sending it straight to their website using the advanced editor inside of Google Ads. Because yeah. You end up spending a lot more with the Google Ads version or the the Google Business Profile version of it. So yeah, so you end up spending quite a bit more that way. So overall, your best results are just coming from straight Google Profile, not spending any money. And I mean, the the short version of the story is just get out there, post regularly, get some and get some good reviews, obviously. And the more competitive and dense your market is, the harder that's going to be to compete with all the other guys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You do need to spend, you know, money on ads for some of the other, you know, niches, especially lawyers, they can be very competitive, but you should definitely have that. And like Trey referenced this earlier, but if there's a spot in your Google, my business profile, fill it with something, you know, a lot of people just think like, well, this isn't relevant to me. Still fill it because you're, you'd be shocked how many people leave this thing blank? You know, majority of businesses don't fill out every single field. Oh, the other, the other tip, which is references pictures. Like I can't tell you how important pictures are to your Google, my business. It's insanely important. So office pictures, pictures outside your office building, pictures of stock photos of a, of a legal doc, whatever you can get away with, but staff pictures, staff parties, animals, you know, if you have animals in your office, like whatever, like post that, on a regular basis, even just once a month, post a new picture, update your office picture. It's amazing how much of a difference that makes. Yeah, it's so weird. I, I don't know why they put so much weight on the imagery, but they do. And so, yeah, we say never to do a blog post without a photo. I mean, there's a million places you can go get free stock photos. So it doesn't have to be a piece of art. It just needs to be a photo. And I find even other media as well. So if you've got some videos, you got some other stuff in there, the more, the better, the more stuff, you know, it's like, it's kind of like Google's a hoarder and they just want to collect all the stuff. <laughs> like, just throw it all out. I never thought Google's about it that way. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a whole other show. That would be a great topic. You know? Google's a hoarder. Yeah, exactly. What is the, the, we could have like the whole title of the hoarders show with, you know, like we're bringing in, um, but we don't really want to clear it out because, you know, Google wants all that stuff. They want the pictures from five years ago for yeah, whatever reason. It's weird. Like Google, yeah. let clean it out. It's getting dusty. <laughs> yes. But I mean, there is some, there is a lot to be said for the, the photos being current and, you know, and not letting them get old and dusty too. So, okay, awesome. Let's move on to the book. Shreya, as you know, our audience is full of tireless lawyers who don't have time to read books. So what is one book that you've read that is worth it? 
The current one I'm reading, and I don't have time either, so I'm an audiobook person. The Lean Startup by Eric Reese. It's amazing. So I have a lean background. I'm a lean Six Sigma black belt and was in the manufacturing field for a long time. So it's interesting to see how those traditional Toyota production system, how to build cars, like those concepts apply to a startup and a business. Uh, that's actually how what we apply to our marketing processes, because that's what I bring to the table here. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of cool to see those principles applied elsewhere in a business setting. So that's kind of the opposite of what we were talking about with hoarding, like cleaning it all up. So tell me more about it. I mean, what have you kind of taken away? And I feel like with businesses like ours, where they're more service based, and you're not in a big factory, it's hard to imagine how to take those concepts and apply it to a not factory kind of business. Right. Well, as a, as a service-based uh, company, you still have processes, right? You're still doing things. You're still providing value. So the first thing is to really map it out and say, where am I not providing that value? And let's try to eliminate that step. I'm doing something. I'm doing like for marketing, for example, I'm running Facebook ads, but it's not giving me anything back. Why am I doing that? So that's a, a waste that you will take out and then focus it somewhere else, maybe on your Google My Business now, right? So it's still trying to figure out where the waste is and trying to lean out your process. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like there are so many different messages and places that everyone is trying to be. And you just end up dividing your attention and dividing your budgets. And in the end, if you, you know, take a step back and look at it, you know, the top two or three places where the majority of your business is coming. And, you know, why are you wasting your time and money and everything on all these other things? So just throw it all in there. Yeah. Um, okay, that sounds awesome. We will obviously link to that and have that in our library. And Paul, what's your book? Yeah, I'm reading Uncover Your Difference Ooh. by Mira Cothin. What is that? Yeah, it's such a great book. It's about how to differentiate yourself, you know, and stand out in a noisy world. And obviously, I've got a marketing background. Trey's got the lean background with some marketing. And so, you know, that, that book really speaks to me because I'm always about how can you be different in the marketplace? You know, how can you stand out? And so always looking for those kind of things. What does he talk about? Is it like positioning kind of marketing or? Yeah, it's how do you position yourself? How do you stand out in a, you know, again, in a noisy world, right? There's so much noise, so much content out there, so much social media noise. So how do you differentiate yourself? And it kind of gives you a process for standing out, you know, and, and being different. Well, that's perfect when it comes to even this Google profile stuff, because, you know, a lot of my clients and the people we're talking to are in bigger city areas and they are even if they're getting out there and there's not not everybody doing the Google stuff, they are still there's a lot of other people doing it. And so it's like, how do you do it differently? Yeah, and that's exactly it. Yeah, it's how can you be different? And that's the key difference maker in marketing. I mean, there's if, if you think of it, there's hundreds of Google My Business profiles. So if you can stand out and be slightly different from the crowd with maybe it's a picture you used, maybe it's an angle you used or something, even even the differences we talked about, like actually doing posting an update, you know, that's a difference from you and 90% of the other attorneys or churches or organizations or businesses or whatever that you're finding insurance agents out on Google My Business, you're going to be different just by doing that one little thing. Yeah, I think that's important. I, feel, I think people feel like I have to be different by completely reinventing the wheel and I have to, you know, and it's not. Maybe, like you said, your difference is that you posted today and they didn't and that's it. And, that, and, and maybe that's your difference, period. And that's all you need to do. Just be consistent, be out there, and be present. 
We like to say consistency counts. That's what we like oh, to say. Oh, I'm sure so. you do. <laughs> I'm sure everything counts. When, yeah, yeah, everything, everything counts. counts. Exactly. When nauseating counts, I'm sure you find a way to throw that in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we do. Yeah. Nauseate Shreya, but we do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so Shreya, what's one big takeaway you want uh, listeners to get from the episode? Consistency. Just stay consistent. We just talked about it, right? If you consistency counts, like we just said, and if you're consistent, you will you will make it. Like we work with so many high influential people, right? The one thing that we've noticed is there's no difference between us and them, and it's just that they are consistent. Paul, what's your big takeaway? The big takeaway is just do the job. Like don't, and also don't don't overcomplicate it. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't get too excited about what's hot, what's new. There are not so hot marketing trends that you can do like Google Business Profile, which has been around for years and we talked about the different names, but it's still a highly effective way to reach your audience when everybody else is going to teach you the newest, latest, hot trend. And there's something to be said about consistency. I mean, I've been in marketing for 23 years, dating back when I was 13, and I'm still at it because I've remained consistent. And honestly, some of the stuff that worked 20 years ago when I was getting started with SEO is still the exact same process today. It's just fewer people do it because there's all these new things. This is the new shiny stuff. And I say this all the time. I think people really downplay the broader definition of marketing. And I've even talked to people in like these small towns in Tennessee where they are still doing yellow page stuff because they work with elder people who still have a yellow pages. And there is nothing wrong with that if it works. So you know, exactly. going out to networking event, that is still marketing, going out and, oh, gosh, you know, yeah. doing all these things because they're not online. I think people have kind of set those aside and sort of forgotten about it. And it's like, this is all still marketing. It all matters. And if it works, why? Yeah, of course, keep doing it. So yeah, I think that is such an important point to make. And I hope people are kind of keying in on that. So Paul Counts and Shreya Banerjee are the co-founders of Marketing Counts. And thank you guys so much. This was such a great conversation. I really appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you. It was fun. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to this episode of the CouncilCast podcast. Be sure to visit our website at council-cast.com for the resources mentioned on the episode and to give us your feedback. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate if you could rate and review the podcast on Apple and subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. See you on the next one.